0: Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you here for this Sermon Recap Podcast slash video. Here we are with Matt and Greg. Yes. Hello, Hello. Padres here. Good to have you guys. Good to have you back. It's good to be back. Have I been gone? You were gone gone. last week. Last week I was gone, yes. (laughs) I've been back so long it doesn't feel like I left. There you go. here we are. Perfect.
1: Well, we're glad to have you here. Glad to be here. Good to have you back in your... In your spot.
0: I'm glad to be in my spot.
1: Leanne did a good job the previous week trying to hold she it down. Knows, Very good. She She yep. did
0: so well. I was so proud of Leanne and uh, she just brought the word.
1: There you go. And so uh, we had you back this week. It was good to jump back into our series, Parables I Never Understood, with a slight variation uh, this week on yeah. the parables I Don't mm-hmm. Understand. And you took some time to kind of explain why Jesus started mm. teaching in parables.
0: Indeed, I did. Yeah. I wanted to just, uh, I had. Uh, just taking a parable every week for two weeks. And I just came across the Scripture while I was gone, matter of fact, and I was planning on going another direction. And while I was gone, I was just reading, and I thought, you know, this really explains parables as a whole Mm -hmm. in a very uh, probably misunderstood or neglected way of understanding parables. You know, we talked about it, that parables... Most people think Jesus told stories to make it easy. And that's true. Right. He told stories to make it easy to understand for those that had open hearts to receive the truths of the kingdom. But the other side, the flip side, that you don't hear mentioned a lot, and we said this over the weekend. I'm repeating, but um, he also told parables to conceal the truth from those that did not have his heart. And that verse, you know, Matthew
2: 13, really, really bears that out. Yeah, I, it was for me. It really pointed all back to how how important your heart is, um, and how I really feel like a lot of Jesus, like his teaching, really points to where's your heart at in the middle of this, especially the conversations he has with his disciples. Really does, you know. He told the I think we we talked about
0: how there was a shift in his teaching, mm-hmm. and uh, biblical scholars by and large really agree with that fact that at this point when he received this ultimate rejection, you know, being called Satan by the religious leaders of Israel, that he just changed tactics altogether. Uh, And he did. And one of the first parables in this new pattern of teaching that Matthew opens up is the parable of the sower. And that parable is all about the heart. But all the people in public got was a story about farmers sowing seed. Mm -hmm. That's all they got you know, Hmm. and uh, he just told about a farmer sowing seed, you know, hard ground, shallow ground, ground full of weeds, and then good ground, and it produced this, and they heard this story. But later, with his disciples, I don't know, and, and this is something I really wanted to make clear that I don't know, I don't know that he took them off in a room and hid this from everybody. I think what happened is those that followed him to another place, to a deeper place, those that maybe were around the campfire with him or off to the side, those that wanted to hear about the kingdom could. And I believe that's true, generally speaking. I don't believe when it talks about the mysteries of the kingdom that you're permitted to know, I don't believe it's like a secret club or something like that that Jesus is trying to keep people out of. It's just a deeper place for those who have the heart to go there. Because hmm. there was a mixed multitude that followed Jesus. Not everybody that followed him around was a dedicated follower. Right. There were many times, you know, you read about that people just walked away,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know. We tend to not see that in our modern conception of Jesus. We see this Jesus that everybody just ran to and loved, and and we just see him as going to these great crowds and everybody loved him. But in the middle of all those, he had the skeptics right there staring him in the face. Mm -hmm. I mean, as he taught, they would start, you know. And so um, he changed to telling those stories and uh, it was a different, different day, different yeah. day in his ministry.
1: One of, the, uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me the w- over the weekend was you used the illustration about how you guys had gone on vacation and you mm-hmm. gave some friends of yours uh, the code and the key to get into your house to be able to yep. walk your dogs and be able to take yep. care of them. But then you made the point of, you know, I wouldn't just give them complete access to my house if, they, uh, if I didn't know their heart. And really, the idea here is, is that Jesus is opening up the door here for, you to, for us to be able to have access to His kingdom and, and what's going on there when we have His heart, when we have, when we have that kind of mindset and that kind of aspect in our own lives. That would, that would really kind of kick me in the gut a little bit.
0: Yep. Yeah, He does uh, entrust us with things as our hearts are right. You know. Yeah. There are things you don't give to your children that you love because their judgment is not prepared to handle it. You, mm-hmm. know? you don't give them the keys to your car. Um, there are certainly people in the world that you don't want them to know where you live much less have a key you know <laughs> right you wouldn't give your key to everybody or the code to your alarm system you know um, you 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 give things to people that you trust and God's not going to hand out the keys to the kingdom to the people that don't have his heart he's not going to give the secrets of the kingdom
2: to people who don't know how to use them no that's good that part really I mean for me really hit me in a good way like I think I can be honest and say I've struggled with that verse of why did why did he tell stories that some people understood and others didn't and that was okay. And just the way that you phrased that in that example really made that hit home for me. Is a, that makes a lot of sense. I think
0: if those people who didn't understood had really pursued Christ, mm-hmm. they would have had an open door to come into those conversations. Right. You know? I don't think there was a secret meeting place that he's like, oh, secret sneak over here and I'll tell you the things. I mean, they were just off there and people followed him. There were people who followed Jesus as long as the food was good. You know, there were people who followed Jesus and to watch this show of the miracles and all that type of thing, you know, Um, he was sensitive to that. You know, it says in John 2, that many, it said, believed in his name when they saw the signs that he did. In other words, they followed him because of the miracles And then it said, Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew what was in man. Mm. That verse is very powerful. He didn't commit himself to them because he could see their hearts. And that's an important thing. That makes me want to make sure my heart's clean so I can operate in the kingdom of God on earth as an ambassador to the kingdom, that I can operate properly by my heart being clean.
1: You mentioned that same phrase uh, this past weekend in the message, keeping your, keeping your heart clean, keeping your heart pure. And that's, and, and be honest to everybody, that's a, that's a phrase we use around here a lot about, you know, when we're dealing with situations or circumstances. Hey, when I, as we walk through this, you will relay to us quite often, I'm saying, we've got to keep our heart right in this. What does that mean? How does that, what does that look like when we try to live that out that I'm going to keep my heart right? How would you describe that to individuals?
0: I think every day you need to wash your heart just like you wash your body, brush your teeth. Every day you got to clean your heart. And that is getting before God in His presence. And when you do that, He will expose your heart. Mm -hmm. He will. When you get in the presence of Jesus through the Holy Spirit's power, you just take a moment and you get still. People call it a quiet time. That's a good term for it, to get quiet, to silence all the noise, the phones, the TV, whatever it is and just say, God, I'm here, look at my heart today. And He'll, He'll will bring stuff, not to condemn you or shame you or say, look at you, but to clean it up, yeah. you know? And um, the Lord, the Holy Spirit will remind me of people I haven't forgiven, mm-hmm. of things that I'm wrestling with that just aren't worth it, of mm-hmm. things that I'm letting occupy my mind that, that I need to just let go of and move on. Yeah. I wonder how many days I've missed what the holy spirit was saying to me in that day because i was ticked off at somebody you know i've gotten better at this but it, when i was younger i could i could be coming down the interstate here to get to church and somebody cut me off and great on that for a good 30 minutes you know i'm not yelling and screaming but i'm still thinking that <laughs> joker who did this and you just you don't hear from god in those moments like you do when your heart is calm and pure and clean It means forgiving people who've hurt you Mm -hmm. I can't hear from God as I harbor unforgiveness right I just can't it means letting things go we did a message on that uh, three or four weeks ago just just let things go and move on I've had so many people since that message three or four weeks ago come up and tell me you know I just let this go and it's been such a weight off me well so it's good keeping your heart clean, get before God, forgive everybody that you know, that God brings to memory, just lay it down. Mm -hmm. That's really hard when you start that, Mm -hmm. but it's a muscle you can develop, it really is. Forgiveness is like, for me, it's a muscle that I've developed over the years, and it's much easier for me to forgive people now than it was three years ago. You keep working it out. It's good.
2: Well, Uh, it was good, guys. Do you have
0: something (laughs) to say, Matt? Do you have another conversation? I was just on? gonna to ask about No, you're good. Go, I was gonna ask in.
2: about um just kinda like baby steps. I was thinking about uh just you you talked through like hard heart and distracted heart and shallow heart is one that really kinda hit me, which I don't know that I like that word about myself, but um I think I'm definitely guilty of being stuck in the scroll or, you know, like just trying to like fill my time up with things that are not worthy of it. Um and I wonder, you know, you just said it about that being a muscle that you can train, or are there steps that maybe you've taken or you've seen taken to kind of work towards not like just diving into the deep end? Yeah, uh, I scrolled
0: reels this morning after all that and <laughs> talked this morning I did it this morning. Now I have to say I did some I do these Bible memory things in the morning to memorize verses and stuff like that. I did that first, but I was up and I couldn't sleep and I thought. I'll check Facebook, and I saw this, I can't remember what it was, uh, something on a ship that was sinking or something. I'm like, oh, wow, what happened to them? And before I knew it, there I am. And all of a sudden it hit me, you just talked about this. (laughs) You know, you just talked about this, and here you are. So I put it down. And it's not that it's evil. It's not that any of the reels I saw were anything bad. It's just... uh, you you get your mind filled with things that don't really produce anything. Mm. It's like candy, you know, Uh, those things are are created just to grab your attention for a short moment and then you're tired of it and you go on and your attention span shrinks. Mm. And that's one of the things I think in our generation that we're struggling with, maybe without realizing it, is our attention span shrinks so much that we can't sit down and really have quality time with God or even with our families, we're always, Wanting to scroll past, Mm -hmm. you know, and you said uh, something there when you you said I'm filling my mind with, and that's exactly what happens. Our mind only has so much capacity at any given moment, Mm -hmm. and what we put in there determines the course of our life. You know, so it's not like I said I struggle with it this very morning. It's just a thing of growing, of of getting a growing awareness of, and disciplining yourself not to get caught up. In all the things out there, that are not necessarily bad, that are just not the best. Yeah, yeah. I said this Sunday a couple times and Thursday that that a lot of us move from bad to good. You know, in serving Jesus, we can move from the bad to the good, and it's good now. You know, you you may not be watching, let's say, pornography or something, which is horribly destructive, but you move from that to watching. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Sharks biting kayaks, yeah. I mean, that type of thing. That's good, it's not a bad thing, yeah. but God wants to take... We move from bad to good, now we need to move from good to God. Yeah. What's God saying today? doesn't mean you can't ever have fun, it doesn't mean you can't ever watch a reel, it doesn't mean you can't <laughs> do something mindless from time to time. No, I'm not saying that at all, I'm just saying uh, we need to make space mentally to hear from God. That's good. Very good. Well, thank y'all. It has been a joy to uh, share this time with you. Thanks for watching. Thanks, guys. Love y'all so much. We'll see Mm y'all again next time.